Welcome to the Highway Freaks. We interview musical artists, people in the news, truckers, songwriters, 80s rock bands, or anyone we meet on the road. I'm Bry Guy, your road dog host. And now, J-Man, the Snarl, Motorhead Mark, Wing It Will, Nadian Lady Trucker Janet, and the Pink Bombshell. This is the Highway Freaks. Real truckers, real bike. Yes, we are Highway Freaks, the real McCoy, real truckers, real life. And speaking of that, we have part two of the GM Blacktop interview tonight on Bry Guy's Eye Opener. And our road crews here as well, Birdman Bruce, Canadian Lady Trucker Janet, Wired Will, my editor and producer. And of course, we've got the pink bombshell coming very shortly. She will be joining us in progress. And not to forget, our house band, the iconic rock band Fist, will have music on the podcast. Visit number 43 tonight. So let's say hi to all our road panel, our crew, and highway freaks out there. We are going to get started, and let's start with Birdman Bruce. What's on your mind tonight, buddy? They're doing another one of the Blitz Weeks, and it's coming up on, I believe, starting on Saturday or Sunday, and now they're ostensibly going to check for brakes on all big rigs. And I know rigs don't pay enough money to different municipalities, but now they have another plan to get you out there, and if they see anything or find anything or just want to waste your damn time, they're going to call us in, which they do every time they do a Blitz Week to me, and they put me through the ringer. No, I've never been held up, and Lord knows I've never been fined for something, but that's really what they're trying to do. And it's a political ploy just to show that we're doing something. We're doing all this, and they publicize it, and they make a big thing about it, that look how many trucks we've put out of service. And they they look at it really great, that now we've cost these individual trucks thousands of dollars to keep them on the road, to meet what whatever DOT official is uh, authoring these things, to make them happy, and then we can go on our merry way after spending X number of thousands of dollars. And I know because I just had a problem with my truck. I had to get it fixed. They had to tow me in because the, the guy that came out didn't know what he was doing, and he didn't know how to prime the damn thing when he put in the new fuel filter. So I had to get a tow truck, damn two miles, down the road on I-85, he charged me $800 to pull me not even two and a half miles. But anyway, I don't know what everybody else thinks of these uh, Blitz Weeks. And Lord knows they do a bunch of them every every damn month. They're doing another one. Or at least it seems that way, except maybe during the winter. I don't think they do them. guess they figure we have enough problems. But Well, I think it, the Canadian lady it, trucker could probably, uh, Janet could probably add to that, Bruce. So what do you oh, got my, to say about that? Is. Yeah, it's it's a money grab for the most part. I mean, yeah, they do catch a lot of vehicles that really should not be on the road. But it just, it, it does. It wastes our time as drivers, right? Especially when they mandate that every truck has to pull in because they want to give you the once over. And the lines sometimes that are backed up at the uh, way stations, it's it's damn, it's a time waster. It is. 
mind you, a lot of them then you can bypass, right? But there's some that you're not allowed to bypass. Well, I drive an open open deck. It's a it's a a, a step deck, and they always want to see a step deck come in because you never know. Maybe you'll have a freight strap that they can give you a $500 fine on. Exactly. I mean, I got pulled in one time, was told I had too many straps on my pipe. There's no, there's no I didn't even thing. think that was possible. Yeah, exactly. I'd ra- I, I always would rather put more on than less. I mean, last thing I want is for it to go through my, my cab or something, right? So. Well, you, you just know. Made, you made a great pun there. More on. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else you want to add to uh, to your little bit of uh, of a slight rant there, Birdman? Because I've never heard you like this. This is this is good. This is good. Well, as I said last week, I was a little bit off because I had just lost a dog that I've had for 13 years, and my wife, even though she said she was over it. She was in the pet food section, and she said she was looking around, and she started breaking down and crying in the supermarket because she wanted to buy dog food. So she's not over it entirely either. Yeah, it's hard when you lose lose a, a dog like that. I mean, we lost two in the last four months, so we can relate. It's, it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, and Terry is all broken up about it. He, he doesn't know what to do. Actually, no, he's not. He's he's fine. He doesn't care. <laughs> All right. Um, what's your topic tonight there, Canadian lady trucker Janet? Uh, the electronic logs are causing issues for the uh, the cattle haulers. Okay. okay. And I, I would love, love to get a, on a rant about platform science. I have a different name for it. We won't get into it. But uh, I can relate to that. I might put in my two cents as well. Um, if you guys want to know what I'm going to talk about tonight, I'm going to talk about funny 911 calls. I laughed. I almost pissed my pants listening to them on uh, YouTube today. Uh, and uh, what you should not eat before going to bed. It's going to be a three-part series. There's 78 things that you should not eat before going to bed. And I'm going to go through 24 of them. And then, of course, we have music from Fist as well. Uh, they got a new album coming out in the next month. Looking forward to hearing these guys. They are, they just never stop rocking at their ages. And uh, yeah, I'm also uh, very uh, happy to say the GM Blacktop, our International Singer Songwriter Association winner, will be on Bright Guys Eye Opener tonight as well. So let's get into your topic, Janet, and uh, take her away. Okay. So basically, what's happening now is, uh, as we all know, we've got, uh, you know, for hauling deck or we're hauling reefers, um, dry van, that kind of stuff. Um, we're regulated to, you know, our specific rest times, have to take the 30 minutes off, et cetera, et cetera. And um, the cattle haulers typically have been under different regulations um, because of having to rest the cattle. They have to actually, for a lot of times, they have to unload, feed, water, that kind of thing. And they have to be off the truck for a certain number of t- uh, certain number of hours. I think it's like eight hours 
Um, but now with the e-logs, um, that's going to start causing them issues because typically they were able to, as soon as the cattle were ready and reloaded, they were able to go. Um, like I said, because they're under different regulations because they're hauling live live animals. So, um, yeah, this is really going to cause them a lot of issues. Uh, they're saying, you know, uh, basically, you know, 10 hours of rest, eight of which must be consecutive. That's our regulations. And uh, they're running into issues because they're not going to make market. Um, they're, you know, they're just, it's just a nightmare. Janet, I just want to know, they don't, they are still under an ag exemption, so they can still run. I don't understand why they, they're, they're being, uh, they're complaining about a problem. They shouldn't be restricted. That's in the U.S. We don't have that up here in Canada. Well, you know, I'm in the Estados Unidos, you know, yeah. and that's, that's. Yeah, and that's, that's something, you know, they're. They're voicing their their concerns about this because now this means the cattle have to be on the road for longer, you know, to get to their destination. Instead of getting to market when they're supposed to get to market, it now takes them a bit longer to get there, right? So that's where they're having the issues. Um, they, we don't have that. Canada uh, have some, doesn't Canada have an agricultural exemption? No. No. See, but up here we're allowed to run 13 hours uh, with eight hours off, plus you're supposed to have uh, two hours off broken up um, throughout the day. So uh, you still end up with, like, you end up with a 23-hour day, basically, when you include your rest time, right? So that's that's where the problems are coming from up here. You know, and up here, too, we've got longer... We don't have the rest areas like they have down south. Um, we don't have, uh, we have longer distances between um, cities and towns and stuff. Because we have some spots where it's uh, easily, you know, 100 and just trying to do the, the calculations about 130 or 140 miles between where there's absolutely nowhere to pull out, right? Um, and I'm thinking of, Ontario specifically. Uh, we have other areas too. Like Canada is not as truck friendly as the U.S. And now, it, it, they're we're way behind. We're way behind. I mean, when you you guys have uh, running water, um, may not be drinkable water, but you have running water and heated toilet, like heated area to go to the bathroom. Most in most of the rest areas up here. A lot of them are just outhouses, and when it's 40 below, that's really cold. Um, and even the places where they have something a little bit better, it's still, there's no heat, right? So we're, we're really, really far behind when it comes to the trucking industry. I know that they are trying to um, align with the U.S. eventually, I guess, it, down the road. Um, with the hours of service and I'm assuming that they're going to add in like the egg exemption and that kind of stuff as well. Right. So. Well, as long as enough drivers start complaining to their representatives, I'm sure they're going to have to make a change, especially when things aren't getting through to the, uh, 
the processors or the stores. And once you don't have them in supermarkets, the the, the vast number of constituents are going to start complaining that we can't buy our hamburgers. Yeah. Well, I mean, up here, it's already um, ridiculously overpriced for areas where, I mean, for example, Alberta, where I live. Um, Alberta's known for its beef, right? And there's no reason we should be paying the prices that we're paying, except that, you know, all of this stuff is taken into account, I guess, right? Should be a little bit cheaper for us because they don't have to travel as far to get to the slaughterhouses and stuff. So, but yeah, that's the joy of it, I guess. Yeah, if I can, uh, if I can say something, guys, um, I've got a buddy that hauls chickens, and I used to haul chickens, and uh, it just boggles my mind that they're still on paper logs, Janet, and yeah, uh, yeah, they go to Saskatchewan, which is past the 150 mile, you know, the the 150 kilometer radius, and they get yeah. away with this, and yeah. I don't get it because yeah you know as well as i do when they're sitting at the farm there they're not sleeping in the sleeper they're out there loading the chickens and they just put sleeper birth and they get away with this and i don't for the life of me get how they get away with it maybe you can clue me in because to me it's quite illegal but they don't ever get stopped by dot because it's livestock right chickens yeah. they're not well, going to stop same same with cattle, horses, pigs, sheep, doesn't matter. It's the same thing, you know, because they don't want to be financially responsible for the animals. For the DOA, right. Because if yeah. they delay the truck, then they have to find a place to feed and water the cattle or the horses yeah. or the pigs or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So yeah. typically, um, they don't typically get pulled in for you know this kind of they get, stuff they, right they they truly get away with murder uh, pardon the pun because uh um they uh when i was talking to my buddy there he said they he has two companies now one's incorporated and the other one's just like xyz transport and yeah. i think that's how he gets around it but in this day and age it just boggles my mind that somebody can still be on paper logs and it's completely legal it's it's just crazy, right? Well, you know, I'd love to be on paper logs again, but it'll never happen. Yeah, except that, you know, I, I got to give it to them, too, because in the winter where we would normally pull over, they literally can't do that. They have no, they, to keep no, they, going, yeah. you they know, because they, they have. They, yeah, yeah, and yeah. especially when it's super cold, like, we're you know, we're talking minus 20, minus 30, minus mm -hmm. 40. Um those animals have to stay moving, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because if they're standing, you know, sitting in a truck stop, because uh, I know I, I can remember years ago, I talked to a cattle hauler and it was blizzarding out and everything else. And I, I said, oh, are you, you know, are you sticking around? He goes, no, I can't. He says, I can only rest a couple hours and I got to move again. He says, because yeah. the cattle will freeze. And it's the so, same with the chickens. The chickens cook. Yeah in the winter yeah. yeah literally so yeah no no kidding okay well that's uh that's good insight guys into uh once again uh e-logs and dot blitzes and uh well maybe we should put on some leather and lace here's fist
Yeah, I like that classic stuff from Fist. Can't get enough of it. And something a lot of people can't get enough of is food before they go to bed. Everybody wants to munch on food, and boy, oh boy, is it bad for you. I'm going to give you 78 foods you should never eat before the slumber. But we're going to break it into three different podcasts, three visits, and we're going to do 24 of them tonight. And then we will get back to our gal, the Pink Bombshell. She's back on the Highway Freaks tonight. So uh, I'm looking forward to that because Pink has a movie review. Now, I got to tell you the movie review before we uh, carry on with my topic. It's Smokey and the Bandit. And everybody has seen that. But you got to remember, at Pink's age and uh, that generation, they probably never did see that movie. And uh, we're all looking forward to what she has to say. And that movie, let's face it, it still holds up today, doesn't it, Janet? It sure does. Yeah. yeah. I've watched it numerous times. It's just the best. It's just the best. I mean, you know, Buford T. Justice, right? And Junior and Snowman... And the bandit and frog, yeah. Yep. Sounds sounds like we're doing a monster movie, but no, it's it's a trucker movie, guys. And if you have not seen it, uh, Pink will give you a great review on it. So I'm looking forward to that. But let's get into our food, okay? Let's start with the first number one culprit. Anybody know what it is? Just chime in. What do you think it is? Chocolate. Anyone? No, that's number two. We'll get to it. It's bread, okay? Uh, it gives you a poor night's sleep. You'll feel groggy the next morning, and while bread can cause your blood sugar to spike, giving you a rush of sudden energy, it's not ideal for your one-on-one slumber party. Uh, yes, that, that, that evil chocolate is next. Uh, feasting on chocolate is a fast-track way to get no sleep or shut-eye. It's extremely high in sugar. The sugar gets in your bloodstream and will keep you staring at the ceiling into the early hours. It increases your risk of nightmares. And... You can save this sweet treat for the daytime. Number three, anybody want to guess? Anybody? Number three. Oh, I'll give you a hint. It's it's got a it's a fruit. I guess nobody's gonna take me up on that. It's grapefruit. Just because it's healthy, it doesn't mean you should be snacking on it before bedtime. It's got high acidity. It can cause irritating sleep, reducing heartburn. Uh, uh, also, especially consumed on an empty stomach. Uh, the fruit also struggles to leave your esophagus while you're lying down, creating further gastric problems. Number four is our all-American favorite. Everybody knows the hamburgers. Bandit does. He loves hamburgers. Super delicious as they are the burgers that should be only eaten in the day. The high fat levels are difficult for your body to break down. It results in gurgling guts in the early hours of the night and uncomfortable bloating levels when you awaken into the bathroom. Unless, of course, Janet, you know my favorite bathroom, right? Yeah. The bidet. <laughs> the bidet. Yeah, that'll clean up. That'll clean up the hamburger. I'll tell you that. Oh, ew. <laughs> Okay, so next one is a very favorite treat of mine. I love it. Ice cream. The food's high in sugar. It's uh, It shouldn't be consumed for actually, get this, five hours before you plan on hitting the hay. Your sugar levels will crash as you try to count sleep, altering the adrenals in your body, and the results are broken and disturbed sleep. Number six, Pasta, another carb, another food to avoid. Eating pasta before 
Uh, snoozing activates your fat storage. Your body will cling to consume fat throughout the night. You will feel bloated and uncomfortable the next morning. Number seven is everybody's morning drink. Janet, what would that be? Orange juice. Coffee. Coffee. <laughs> okay. You, can, you cannot drink heaps of coffee at night and expect to sleep well. Okay. It's recommended four to six hours before you go to bed. It is a stimulant. Drink it in the morning only. It's the trucker's favorite at nights so if you're doing the midnight to noon next day. I can tell you, I do a lot of that one. Number eight is Bandit's favorite. Anybody know that? He loves it. Absolutely loves it. Okay, when you smile and you get your get your picture taken, what do, what what do we say? Cheese. You got her. Okay, did you, did you know cheese gives us nightmares? Well, crazy, eh? Strong, it's stronger aged cheese. It contains high levels of uh, amino acids. It is called tyramine. It's a compound that keeps our minds and bodies alert. So no cheese. Number nine, a very favorite you put in salad, tomatoes. It increases brain activity. It makes it hard to go to sleep. And it's high in acid. It results in acid reflex. And if you eat sweet salads before bedtime with tomatoes, you will be in trouble. Okay. Number 10, everybody's favorite, soda. Combination of caffeine and sugar makes soda one of the worst to consume before bed. It overestimates your internal system, and even the bubbles in the carbonation can result in a disturbed sleep and lots of, lots of burping. So, uh, peppermint. Now, that was a shocker. I didn't know that after-dinner treat could actually severely impact the quality of your sleep. Peppermint is a prime heartburn trigger. It leads to frequent painful wake-ups throughout the night. Even peppermint tea can lead to bouts of heartburn. Number 12, everybody loves this at sports time. What would that be, Bruce? Uh, sports time, what is it? Uh, um, hot dogs? Nachos. Yep, they'll make you bloated, meaning your stomach blows up. It results in major stomach issues, gives stomach pain, gastric reflux, and general feelings of fatigue. Hey, <laughs> number 14, the Latinas love this stuff. What would they call this? It's the blank sauce. Hot sauce. You got her. It's pumped with capsaicin, a chemical that raises your body's overall temperature. It can cause indigestion, heartburn, and overall discomfort, and it is impossible to get a full eight hours of sleep on hot sauce. Isn't that, isn't that, I don't know, is that right, Pink? Do, do you think that's possible? Possibly, yeah. Okay. Number 15 is my favorite. I consume enormous amounts of this. And I got to tell you, lately, I have really cut down. Um, Janet, you probably know what this is. Not a clue. It's, it's candy. I am a candy uh. freak. Okay. Uh, eating high quantities of sugar at nighttime will actually overstimulate your body leading to broken sleep when you consume sugar your pancreas releases insulin helping the sugar to be taken back into your cells it's detrimental to your overall health and i will say bry guy is cutting down number 16 is oh everybody's favorite bacon fatty foods are a no-no if you want a good sleep a hundred gram serving of bacon has 37.1 grams of total fat it's hard for your body to break down overnight now, everybody thinks smoothies are great, right? And they think, oh, it's really good to have before you go to bed. It's actually a very bad idea. It's very bad for diabetics. Even though it's good with, for, you know, with the body full of vitamins, you'll experience frequent wake-ups. It pumps your blood with high levels of sugar. And, of course, uh, you know, Pink, you probably love those hot peppers, don't you? 
I do so much. Yeah. I literally okay. have the Bosco sauce like at my desk. I put yeah. hot sauce and everything. Well, Pink, did you know that it raises your body temperature? You have a higher risk of experiencing indigestion, acid reflex, stomach pain, and it should only be consumed during day, not night. Okay. Noted. Duly noted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, 19 is everybody's favorite steak. Uh, extreme weight gain, heart issues, broken sleeps. You cannot digest the fatty meat. And it leave, you must leave a good few hours between eating steak and hitting the sack. Number 20, I think everybody loves this. And they usually eat it before they go to bed because they're watching late night movies and snuggling with the significant other. Chips. We're all guilty of eating chips in bed or watching TV before bedtime. Not one of you guys is going to tell me you don't like chips, right? Everybody I likes chips. ever eat them. Wow. Okay. Um, well, I know I'm a, a chip monster. Uh, I love chips. It affects your quality of sleep. It's high in fat and grease and can lead to nightmares. Also includes digestive issues. Okay, so we got three more or four more. Dried fruit. Now, that one shocked me. The high fiber contact can make you actually bloated and gassy. It keeps you awake throughout the night. It's, you get painful stomach cramps, and you can wait till morning to eat the great snack. Number 22 is everybody's evil, I think, is alcohol. Most of people, anyway, I, I, I don't consume a lot myself. Very rarely. If I have a beer once a year, I think that's a lot. One of the worst things you can do for your health. Number 23 is Bandit, my favorite. I turned Bandit onto this, um, and he loves it. Ketchup. Who doesn't love ketchup? It combines two sleep-interrupting compounds, sugar and acid. Pairing them together results in a heartburn-fueled slumber, numerous unwanted wake-ups. Do not have ketchup on food for five hours before you hit the hay. And... Number 24, another one of my favorites, and we all eat it before we go to bed once in a while. Pizza. Who doesn't love pizza? Okay. Is there anybody on, on the panel here that doesn't like pizza? I'd be shocked. As long as there's no meat in it, then I'm good. You're good. Okay. Yeah. Well, the cheese is rich in fat. It's a tomato base. It's high in acid. Okay. Um, sleep is very hard to come by when you have pizza. Heartburn, uh, bloating gas oh all kinds of wonderful things for that safety that nice treat so next week we're going to talk about broccoli cake green tea and french fries and pink welcome back glad to have you it's been a few weeks without you and what's been going on in your world there gal it has been crazy uh work got me doing 10 plus hours a day of work and so um, this is it explains why I'm I didn't get to join the the chat uh, on time, but um, it's just been busy with work and I have a convention in a few months and so I'm preparing for that. So a lot of my time is spent preparing for that convention. So, but I'm happy to be back on on the chat. Yeah, and and you watched a funny movie recently uh, about truckers, and um, do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, I. <laughs> this was so. This is my version of uh, movie review of the movie Smokey and the Bandit, and many of you already seen this movie. And and as Brian said, my age my age doesn't necessarily um, 
you know, uh, it, it implies that I've seen this movie. I've seen this movie like long time ago, but then I, you know, um, when oh, I did a movie review, okay. I had to uh, see the movie. I've actually seen it maybe three times. And okay. Um, okay. so <laughs> the, the, the movie came out um, in 1977, I believe. Wow. Um, and it was, uh, I wasn't even born yet um at that time <laughs> but uh it it um it it features you know burt reynolds um as yep. a bandit and sally field as carrie later on she got her own uh name frog frog, frog. and yep. of course jerry reed as the snowman right right and yeah. so uh the plot i thought was simple um, oh wait a it, minute! You got don't forget Jackie Gleason as Buford T. Justice. Oh yes, yes, funny, right. funny man. Yes. And the and I junior, I I don't the the name escapes me now. You might know that Janet, but uh, he makes he steals the show at times. He he's hilarious as multiple well. Multiple times. Yes. Yeah. So carry on. And uh, so the plot was very entertaining. It was simple but entertaining. I thought he would. You know, started out as a, you know, the um, uh, the transportation, the tra transporting 400 cases of beer, coarse beer, to be, to be more exact, to Atlanta. But later on, it kind of changed. It was this this chase, um, uh, you know, um, Sally Field j jumping into the car um, as a runaway bride that was supposed to be married by... Uh, Justice's son, Junior. So that was sort of like this chase. This is classic road movie. And I thought it was going to be this transporting, you know, uh, 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 beer, but it wasn't. But uh, uh, the, the plot was simple and yet entertaining. There were a lot of times where they had uh, 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 um, Burt Reynolds, Bandit, I'll just say Bandit, and Frog has had conversations. You know, they went through... Um, uh, you know, many, many states, and they have had some funny conversations, um, you know, with, you know, while being in the car. So uh, there's definitely a lot of chases in, in this movie. Um, the characters were very entertaining. They're very amusing. I think one of my favorites is um, uh, Justice, Sheriff Justice. Like, like Brian said, he stole the show a few times within within the movie it's just the way he <laughs> it's just the way he speaks to his son who was like driving with him the whole time um right. Right. it was right you know he wasn't right at all um no. he goes he goes was, there's no way there's goes yeah. there's no yeah. way you can no. come from your mama's loins as soon as i get <laughs> home i'm gonna punch your mama in the mouth <laughs> exactly that's what <laughs> that was funny. And then, you know, I'm sorry. Now I'm kind of getting into it. But then, yeah. you know, uh, uh, Sally was, he, she looked very, I mean, 1977. She's, I don't know how old she was back then when she did. She was still pretty young. I, yeah. She was 25. Just yeah. after wow. she did the Flying Nun. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, she yeah. did. She yeah. looked great in that movie. And I think, I think. Smoking the Mandit was one of her big debut movie. Um, yeah, it's it's in, set in her off. Time. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
she was good. And, you know, one of the good things I liked about her uh, during the movies when this whole time that she was, you know, uh, from the moment she jumped in the car until the end, and then she had the sense to say, like, oh, I need a, I need a name. Because, you know, Smokey and, and Bandit were, were talking, you know, using their, their nicknames. She's like, I need a name. I need a name. Yeah. So he goes, and he um, goes, so he goes I'll, I'll give you a name. Frog. And she goes, <laughs> what? She goes, frog? He goes, yeah, frog. She goes, why? And he goes, because I like to jump you. <laughs> and then, oh, and then one part of the movie, she said, I, I think it was after, uh, I think it was after they jumped through the broken bridge, if you remember that part. Yes. Um, He's like, she was so pumped. She was like, she, she got so excited. I was just like, I want to jump something. I, I just want to jump something. And then, and then yeah. Band, Bandit was like, jump me. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, my goodness. And that part when he's in the restaurant and he has to go to the, the bathroom and, uh, you know, he comes out and he's got the toilet paper stuck to his. Uh, oh, my God. To his, yes. And, he, and he's walking out and she goes. Sir, sir, and he goes, "Thank you, nice lady." <laughs> she and she was grab... He was so nonchalant about it, like the whole roll of toilet paper was stuck on you as you're walking out, and uh, he was so nonchalant about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Smokey was, you know, your typical good-hearted, you know, person, always good in spirit, funny, you know. You he, he's bandit. good. You mean Bandit? You mean Bandit? Uh, uh, bandit no, is Bandit uh, is Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Right, Cletus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're That's talking the about was, uh, Sheriff Justice is the oh, smoke, right? Yeah. No, Cletus. I was talking about Cletus, the one that was driving oh. the truck. Oh yes, yeah, Snowman. Yeah. Snowman. Yeah. Snowman. Jerry That's Reed. Snowman. Yeah. 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 He was. He was. You know. He was good. He was funny. He just keep on driving the yeah. truck. You know, just yeah. Yeah. sticking to the mission or whatever. Um, I like him. Uh, but also like Fred. You know, the little dog. Yeah, oh, I like Fred. Fred. Yeah. Yeah. What, what kind of dog was he? Didn't do anything. Um, basset hound. Basset hound. Basset hound. Can you yeah. imagine lifting an eighty-pound dog in and out constantly? Oh my lord. He was, well, yeah. I think, one of the best character in the movie because he didn't do anything other than, other than just keep on riding and ate a burger. I think that's yeah, all yeah. he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I did, I do feel that you know when it comes to the truck and the car, I think the Pontiac Trans Am was the star of the show. I think it yeah. was. Oh, trigger! Oh, and that trigger. was that was yeah. in such high demand after that. High demand. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was. Yeah. We don't see those cars anymore. At least I don't see them in DC anymore. Uh, we rarely see any old cars anymore, but. That was a good sports car back in its day. Um, oh, yeah. Everybody wanted to have a Pontiac Trans Am. Like, Trans Am was everything. Yeah. That was a chick right. magnet. That's what that was. That literally it was. Sure Anybody, was. Any, yeah. any guy driving it, it doesn't matter how ugly he was, he always had some woman. <laughs> if I can remember it in high school, he always had some chicks sitting there in the seat with him. And it didn't matter what he looked like. Not at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I hear he you. Had a trans- so, if you had a Trans well, Am, everybody wanted jumps on it. Yeah. So let's let me ask you another question. Have you seen Smokey and the Bandit two? No, but there were oh, a series okay. of these, and okay, well, uh, I wanted to watch number two next. 
Okay, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna assign. That, that I'm gonna give you that assignment. I'm gonna give oh, you that assignment, cool. and and right, you can. I'll do uh, that. Yeah, because uh, it's a little di bit different, and um, it involves uh, uh, an elephant. That's all I'll say. That's all oh, I'll say. Oh my goodness! All right, that's gonna yeah, be yeah, on yeah. my bucket list uh, this yeah, weekend. It, okay, cool, very cool. Yeah. So out of uh, out of five air fresheners, Pink, what do you give Smokey and the Bandit? I would say five. Five out of five air fresheners. I, five I would tend to agree five. with you. I, I yeah, think it's still... not only that, because I say that not only the characters, but also like the music selection on this movie. And of course, when I when I watch the sh when I watch the movie again, that one song. Uh, you know, Westbound and Down obviously was familiar because that's our theme song. And it was it was and, our theme song for the longest time. And then Jerry Reed changed it. He went he went eastbound and down. He he changed it to both oh. both renditions. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He he actually oh. did that. Uh, he did it for um, pure marketing because uh, yeah, no, it's it's there's two and really they kind of have the same music tone to them as well. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, that was great. I was I was really really looking forward to hearing that, and then I just thought, well, let's just carry on because believe it or not, there's actually a Smokey and the Bandit three as well. Yeah, so, I saw that um, too. So I'm gonna finish. Yeah. I'm gonna watch Bandit two and then three. If you want me to do a review on those sure. series, yeah, we have, sure. Yeah, we always like to hear them for sure. So that was anything you've got to add to uh, to that, Janet? Uh, that anything that we missed in 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 the movie? Oh no, no, no! I uh, definitely, I yeah, I love that show. Yeah, yeah. You know there, what show? One... You know what show actually kind of made me interested in trucks was BJ and the Bear. Oh yeah, and Greg I... Evanen, Evigan. Yeah. Yes, and the oh. monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a TV series as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. on. There's there a... are there are some of the episodes on YouTube. Yeah. Well, Disney has a lot of those old movies as well. I've noticed yeah. that uh, we, we've been going to streaming a lot lately and, and, and they have that. And it's really it's quite unique as well. Uh, good. Thanks, Pink. I, I was uh, I like to uh, go down memory lane and uh, that was really, really well done. So absolutely. Um, yeah. Cool. Very cool. So, oh, yeah. And Birdman had to leave us. He again, we're real truckers, real life there, freaks. And uh, he had to get up early to get the load. Uh, that's why we don't hear our famous J-Man the Snarl. Or I, should, I shouldn't call him famous. I should call him infamous J-Man the Snarl. And I'm sure <laughs> his ears are ringing now. So I'm sure they would be. <laughs> so he was so looking forward to ha see, you know, having you back on tonight. So uh, he, uh, he has a new nickname for you. And uh, he just said, he, you know, I, I got to call her that. And I said, sure. Sure, I'm sure she'll, she'll think that's quite uh, quite cute coming from you, Jay. So anyway, um, we're going to get into some more great Fist music. And um, this one is a bit different. We've been um, doing a lot of Fist music here at Pink, if you haven't uh, picked up on, on that. Uh, they are coming out with a new album here in the next three months. And uh, we've been playing some of their classic stuff. And this one is really classic is called what am i to do fist
Okay, so we're definitely looking to uh, hearing about Smokey and the Bandit 2 from Pink, but uh, recently I uh, I heard some 911 calls on um, Netflix has a special actually on 911 calls, if you can believe it. it. They're that ridiculous and that funny. So I decided to do some research on them, and I, there's just so many. So this is just a, a smidgen of them. So we'll start with the first one. A Canadian woman dialed 911 after hearing yelling and shouting coming from her neighbor's apartment. When the cops arrived, they pounded on the door until the occupant finally opened. They discovered the man was in no danger, but he was just having a rough time on the toilet trying to poop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A burger in Shelby County, Ohio, was caught by the cops after he accidentally butt-dialed theme about butts tonight um 911 while breaking into the home the crook was hiding in the closet but was ratted out by his own phone again when the low battery alarm went off <laughs> off he went to jail after receiving a frantic 911 call the regina canada fire department actually raced off to battle an inferno it was at the canadian football league stadium where we call it cfl in canada eh? and uh it was a uh, uh, basically, this is the funny part. It was on a screen, and it, remember the old Yule log around Christmas we always get, Janet, yeah. on TV. It was on the jumbotron, and somebody called nine one one saying that the stadium was on fire. So, oh yeah, my god, yeah. yeah. A Jacksonville, Florida man was so upset when a sandwich shop left out the special sauce off his hero sandwich, he actually called 911 twice. <laughs> the first time was to ask the officers if they could make the sandwich man- manager make the sandwich properly. The second time was to complain the cops were not responding fast enough. So, in Burnett, Wisconsin, a seven-year-old girl called 911 and then she hung up. Nearby police were immediately dis batched to the home. When they arrived, they discussed the problem and found that the girl's grandfather was cheating in a game of cards. <laughs> a 10-year-old Brockton, Massachusetts boy called 911, and then he hung up. When the 911 dispatchers called back, they discovered the problem. Apparently, the boy's mother said he needed to go to bed, and he wanted to watch TV. So, according to Ottawa, Canada Police, now I'm going to pick on Ottawa here for some reason. we got a whole bunch of them here. A caller called 911 about her missing Amazon order. She ordered vitamin C for her hamster. And here's the funny part. She wanted police to track her. Also in Ottawa, Canada. I know. Police reported that an unarmed person called 911. The weird reason was during uh, an apparent tornado alarm uh, where she was watching TV and interrupted her favorite TV show. So she was pissed off. <laughs> Ottawa, 911 operator received a slew of calls from unhappy people in 2022. Uh, one uh, caller was involved in a hair salon. She was so upset about her hair dye job that she wanted the police to actually come and tell the manager to give her back her money. Okay? <laughs> Another woman called 911 from nearby Walmart after allegedly, uh, after alle- alleging the store wouldn't honor the price on a tag. Now that, one is, that one just defies explanation. Okay. Uh, another one in Ottawa, uh, a restaurant called 911 to report chicken wings that should have been breaded with no dipping sauce. And a caller at a Tim Hortons location complained that their bagel 
had been made wrong and the bad one had been actually tossed in the garbage. Like, can you imagine? Right? So, yeah. If you guys know any 911 stories, feel feel free to chime in because uh, there's there's a lot of crazies out there that call 911 for just really bizarre reasons. Janet, you might have heard of some 911 calls in, in your well, travels or something. Um I, I kind of experienced a call back on 911. <laughs> oh, um, kids were sure. a little young at the time, yes. And uh, huh. they were playing around with, of course, that was still when we had home phones. And all of a sudden the phone rings and it rings. It's got a weird ring to it, right? And right. I'm looking at my friend who is the mother of the other child. And I look at her and I go, what the heck? So I answer the phone, and it is, of course, 911. <laughs> uh, just making sure everything is fine. So, of course, the kids came up and ratted on themselves. We didn't call 911. <laughs> so. oh, really? Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's crazy. Young toddlers, yeah. you know. <laughs> okay. Okay, here's do, another do people, one. You know, do people really, do people realize that you can actually get sued i mean not sued but like you get fined from yeah, yeah. for for making these unnecessary calls like oh, in the yeah. u.s yeah we do that so, here so, well, it, it happens so, up here too well some are some are just so ridiculous they're funny like you know there was a guy that i remember this one very clearly when i was in bc um, I'd heard it on the radio, actually, on a news show, and the guy actually called 911 because he was asking him, he was asking the 911 operator if he could get arrested for uh, growing so much weed. <laughs> oh my God. He said, well, he said, well, I thought you guys would know, you know, you guys obviously know things like that. And then, and then they, they, they trace the number and the guy goes, okay, Charlie Jones, we got you at 554 you know, Way Street, and uh, the cops will be over very shortly. And then he goes, yeah, can you bring a pack of smokes while you're at it? <laughs> oh, man, he wasn't very bright, wasn't he? <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 that's, that was, uh, so um, now the worst one that I've, I've heard, now this is so bad, this is so, so bad, and it actually happened, and I, I there's, there's some humor to it, but there's some, there, there's some definite serious to it, uh, the guy, the guy was in the kitchen, and, and he was uh, getting amorous with, with his wife over the, uh, the kitchen um, cupboard, and uh, there's a carburetor right there in the sink, right? And uh, he, uh, we'll just say, tried to maneuver, and he missed. And Ooh. all of a sudden, he's screaming, right? Because he hit the switch on the carburetor. And the way it's explained to you on the 911 call is just un unbelievably, it's, it's, it's terrifying, right? Uh, but the way he's explaining it, like, he's, he's, he's just trying to be uh, very um, politically correct, Right. And it's like, yeah. oh, 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 my God. Oh, my God. My Willie, it's it's in the carburetor. It's like, oh, no, no, no. And she goes, oh, sorry, we got to get an ambulance. He goes, no, no, you have to get it first. He said and he is just like just complete panic. Right. And, and uh, you know, it was the most strangest uh, 911 call, but it actually did happen. Like and uh, ugh. That is a scary thought. That's a scary thought. So, yeah. But on a more humorous note, 
I've got one more 911 call. A guy called 911 to report that his wife had rammed a bottle of conditioner up to his rectum. <laughs> Another one of these ass calls. So he calls 911, and then he tells the 911 operator what happened. She says, an ambulance is on the way, sir. He then says, uh, hang on. And his wife throws a bunch of pepper in his face. He sneezes. The conditioner pops out, and he goes, oh, no, I don't need 911 anymore. Thank you. And he hangs up. There's your, there's your crazy 911 calls. That, that's night. crazy. That is crazy. crazy. Yeah. I'll, yep, I'll add, yep. you know, I was just like Googling real quick. There was this two brothers. One uh -huh. brother was playing with his Lego. And this bad brother thought, you have way too many Legos. You know, right. there, there, there are too many Legos for one kid. So he called 911 right. and said, come arrest my brother because he's got too many Legos and he's not sharing. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay, how about this one? <laughs> this one. After Elaine Owens saw a red glow in her trailer's bathroom, she called 911 to report a fire. When firemen showed up, they discovered that the flames were actually sunlight reflected off the shower curtain. Oh, she thought, my. She thought, yeah. She, oh, what? She, she thought it was on fire, right? You know? So uh, here's a Norwegian man dialed the police to complain that he was unable to leave the hair salon where he was getting a trim. Upon further investigation, police learned that the man couldn't leave because he loathed his haircut. He was too embarrassed to be seen. And he called 911, right? Oh, my. You know? So, oh, yeah. Oh there's, there's, it's, it's bizarre, the people that, that call 911 for, for all kinds of things, right? Um, you know, uh, and we'll have more of those 911 stories. The best story I have is, is this one's great. There's a guy who called about a bobcat in front of the library. He called up out of breath and said there was a wildcat intimidating people so they could not enter or exit the building. I was fairly close, so I started to run over. I asked if anyone was injured, and he said no. I was expecting a group of people held up at the entrance by a huge cat hissing at everyone. I told him to stay, keep away from it and stay on the line. When I got there, I found a tabby cat perched on a bench. I verified the caller and the cat he called about. I went over to the cat with him and started petting him. He rolled over and let me scratch his belly. The guy was shocked and said, oh, someone has domesticated that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, yeah. And if anybody out there in Highway Freaks land has any 911 stories, we want you guys to email us at theroadcrew2022 at gmail.com and we will Tell your stories, your 911 stories, on our next visit podcast as well. So, last but not least of the evening is our pylon shoutouts. So, whoever's got a pylon shoutout this week, uh, we always have red for women, blue for guys, and black if someone just ticked you off. So, if anybody's got anything to say uh, before we get into the part two of the GM Blacktop interview, uh, go ahead. Well, uh, I'm thinking that uh, I'm going to give a blue pylon to my IT person uh, this week. We have had so many uh, IT issues, technical issues, network issues, and he was always responsive. I I'm not a techie person. All I know is I log into my emails and respond to emails, but then when the shared network, for example, goes away, I freeze and I don't know what to do. So he's always patient for guiding me through technical issues to get me back on track. So uh, good for him. There you go. 
Excellent. Okay. And of course, you'll you'll have him being a highway freak listening to our podcast very soon, right? Right, Pink? Right. <laughs> okay. I'm glad to hear that. Okay. I knew you'd see it my way. Um, and uh, I've got a blue pylon for my new fleet manager, uh, Peter. Guy is just a don't-take-no-shit attitude, and I really, really quite uh, like that. Uh, because I uh, I can relate to the same. So um, I'm hoping that uh, he starts heads rolling where we work and some things get done because uh, he doesn't strike this to me as somebody that you want to mess around with. So I'm glad I'm on his good side. Let me put it that way. So, uh, and, uh, well, if anybody else has got any more pylon shoutouts, just interject. Uh, in the meantime, I'll just tell you what's go- coming up. We have Steve Negus from Saga coming down the road. We'll be interviewing him. We have a uh, dwarf uh, wrestler that is uh, on a radio station, uh, Cruise FM in Edmonton, Alberta. He's going to be coming on the eye-opener as well. And if that wasn't enough, we have a guy named Clayton Bellamy. Uh, from uh, the congregation. He's an amazing country singer. He's going to be coming on the eye-opener as well. So that's just a few that you can expect in the coming months on uh, Bright Guy's eye-opener show. So if you guys have any questions or any concerns, again, you can email us, like I said, at theroadcrew2022 at gmail.com. Coming up next week, we have the incomparable Ava James, she said she's going to make another uh, trip back. Uh, Motorhead Mark should be coming on soon, and J-Man the Snarl will be back as usual. So that's it for me. Uh, anybody else want to have any final salutations? Feel free. I'm going to say good night, and may the good news be yours, according to Les Nessman. Take care.
stage i ask the hard-hitting questions highlighting rock bands from the 80s and sharing a laugh or two how about celebrities or recent people in the news maybe even my trucker brothers and sisters with their stories or unique pets animal lovers charities or just that odd person out there making the headlines or even something totally off the wall so let's set your sights now to another eye-opener guest So 
we are on part two of the GM Blacktop interview uh, on the Eye Opener show from Highway Freaks. I'm Bright Guy, your host. Uh, so carrying on with, uh, we were talking about music there last week, GM, and um, we were. Uh, you have a you have a longtime friend of yours named Daryl Gray. Uh, he was the yeah. current bassist for Helix, and um, yes. he kind of got involved with you. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, he's uh, he and I have been friends for a long time. We kind of met because actually, when 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 Helix wasn't doing gigs back several you know a decade ago, uh, uh, when he wasn't busy with them, uh, he uh, he actually played some shows with me. So you know that's kind of where it all started, and uh, even before that, you know. But um, yeah, he's uh, been with the band pretty much for almost day one, I believe, um, three decades or four decades, I think it's at least three decades. He plays bass, but he's actually a, a music producer. So he, he produces my music, and um, the last, oh, probably seven or eight songs that I've done were produced by him. And uh, so he's very creative and very professional. And in fact, on the songs like Rocket and Diesel Kind of Guy, um, Razorback, uh, Black Dog Angel, all those songs, um, that's uh, done by the key guitar on those songs are Chris Jelke, and he's also, he's the current lead guitar player for, he like, he's been with them for, I'm going to say five years or something like that. So where did you meet him? Because, I mean, it's not something like every day you meet somebody from Helix, right? Like it's, it's, you mean Daryl? Where did I meet Daryl? Yeah. Uh, I think that um, I saw him, thinking back, I think I, I saw him performing somewhere or something like that. And uh, I told him that, you know, I started to do some shows. Would he be interested in, you know, doing the shows when he's not busy? He said he would. So, uh, yeah, he, I guess off and on he played with me for uh, my shows for maybe three years. Okay. And, of course, Brent Turner, our buddy yeah. from My Wicked Twin and Helix, started yeah. producing your videos. And Yeah, uh, he does a lot of the editing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great guy. Great guy. We had him on the yeah, last video. He's a great guy. He's got a lot, I'm sure he's got lots of stories. <laughs> he, oh my, did he, did he ever? Did he ever? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, can you tell me about the, the inspiration for some of your songs based on some previous, you know, uh, country or Western artists? Who, who were your influences? Who, who, uh, who got you to, uh, well, try, try some of that genre of music? I think that, um, my first, I mean, I'm, of course, growing up as a kid, you like rock music, but if you want to look at the deeper stuff, um, my mother was an avid, true, uh, eccentric type, almost Elvis fan. So right from the age of four years old, whenever I would be in the house, Elvis was playing. So I think that that probably gave me the ability to, uh, to look beyond the rock and roll and a into the river, and of course the horses helped with the country, you know, getting into country music as well. Uh, I would say that uh, that Elvis was a big was a big uh, influence on my maybe feeling the passion for the music, and uh, of course the country at, at the time. Guys like Tim McGraw, and they were you know they were really doing well, and Kenny Chesney and these guys. Uh, and then with my affiliation with the horse industry, I think sort of nailed that. I was even a big fan of. Uh, uh, well, so many of them, but, uh, you know, um, Conway Twitty and Bernie Gosden and some of the old, the old guys that just had a lot of passion, Johnny Cash, you know, Loretta Lynn, uh, just 
there's a lot of a lot of that old country. So I think that that's where I kind of pulled the roots. Jerry Reed, you know, he's the guy that was smoking the bandit that uh, eastbound and down. I mean, these people were all amazing in their own right, really. And and such recognizable songs too. Like yeah, so yeah, oh yeah. While you're going down the road, are you listening to these country and western stars, or are you listening to the the newest uh, stars? What um, what's what's going on for you there? I listen to a lot of different genres. I don't really stick to one, but I mean, I've been known to slip on going down the road, slip on a Keith Bush album for God's sakes. You know, like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty versatile. Or I'll listen to classical, or I'll listen to oldies, or I'll listen to Johnny Cash, or I'll listen to Muse, or I might listen to Slipknot. You know, because I, I do like some of the hard rock. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, and Def Leppard. I mean, it's just it's my my array of music that I like. Uh, or sometimes I'll just throw my own stuff on to critique my own songs. But uh, the, the amount of music that I like is really an A to D situation. Yeah, obviously, and 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 that's good because, like I said, you you don't know what the next song that you're going to do. It's not gonna, right. it's not going to go well. That's like that song, right? Right, right. I'm, I'm sure you listen to albums and you go, yeah, they all sound the same, right? And, you know, give yeah. me something that's different, right? You know, yeah. um, you know like Def Leppard uh, is one of my favorite bands. And they, uh, you know, after they did uh, the Pyromania album, they just they, they went on such a different tangent, especially with the, with their one album where it was sounding like East Indian music. It was, you know, yeah. um, and, and, and that's what, actually makes a band last is is trying different things and not staying with the same stuff because right and they you know you they went with the it. flow they went with the flow and had to i mean they, they were dealing with with uh you know challenges that no other rock band that i'm aware of ever had to deal with i mean good lord that the drummer lost an arm for god's sake you know right. and they and they they, they 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 weathered that and came out on top uh, that's that's an amazing feat, right in itself, you know. Uh-huh. And, and there's awesome other the bands pieces. that I'm a big fan of, like Queen, for example. Uh, their music was so was so versatile, and you know, I always felt that he was one of the icons. Of, and most people do believe this that he's an icon of the rock and roll world. Because for me, the reason I think he was an icon is that he he was performing in an era where it was uncool to be like him or, or homosexual or gay or whatever you want to call it. And he said, because uh, even Elton John didn't do this, he hid this for many years. But with Freddie Mercury, he said, yep, I'm as clear as a $3 bill and you're going to love me. And <laughs> sure enough, the world loved him. Well, I, I know, because I, I was a big fan of Get Down, Make Love until I found out what that song was about. And I'm telling you, it, it really changed my view on the song. <laughs> Right, and, and yeah. it was like that's the way he was. He'd run a car on stage, and but he, he could rock the ass off of a stage or off of a concert. So people were like, "Okay, Freddie, weird as hell, and gay as hell, but you know what? We love you." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. So, so you've uh, you've traveled all over uh, Canada, United States. Uh, any particular mm-hmm. favorite state that you like to be in, or you like to perform in? Uh, I think I've always liked Arizona. Uh, spent a lot of time in Michigan now, so I like Michigan. Um, Texas is always always cool to perform in. I mean, Maryland is. I mean, they're all really they're all the same. You know, truckers 
tend to, you know, the, the north, the, the southern uh, Americas, uh, the south, uh, we call it the southern states trucker. He's kind of a different dude than the northern states trucker or uh, a west coast trucker or east coast trucker. They all have their own personalities and, uh, you know, and then Canadian truckers do too. Uh, even even northern Canadian truckers versus western Canadian truckers and eastern Canadian truckers and Toronto truckers. Truckers have such a different wide range of personalities that, that uh, I've found that I've, uh, through my music I've had to um, be able to adapt to whatever personality on it at the moment, if that makes sense. Right, right. Well, trucking in the United States and trucking in Canada are just two separate animals. I, I mean, yes. they... And it's sad. It's really sad because in in the United States they treat you like you know uh, like a it's like a skill. They, you know that you go in, you go yeah. to truck stops, you have very nice clean showers. I mean, they yeah. cater to the truck driver. Uh, the WalMarts were doing right. that for the longest time. Although now, yeah. sadly, you're seeing a lot of WalMarts not allow not allowing us because a lot of those yeah. idiots are leaving their piss bottles and stuff, which is sad as. As can be, yeah. I, I can't believe in this day and age people are still doing that. Um, yeah. Canada, yeah. we call them fuel stops, right? We don't even call them truck stops because uh, yeah. a lot of the times they they have very very poorly set up equipment around the fuel pumps. I, I think the squeegees smell like dead fish half the times at a husky, yeah, yeah. and I'm not adverse to saying that husky has gone so downhill. Uh, it was yeah. a proud institution. You found that too, I'm sure. You know, um, oh, yeah. and and it would be nice if if sometimes we would get on the same page. But uh, we, as Canadians, unfortunately, don't have that um, patriot pride that the United States has. And right. I'm sure you've seen that. You know, where oh, yeah, where, yeah, you see people hanging their American flags everywhere in front of their yards and, yeah. and uh, their homes. And you see the odd one in Canada. You don't see it too much, but. Then again, I think it's also got to do with our political system and the morons that yeah. run it. So, you know, so but we won't get into that. And, and now, no, no, because I was going to say, because the political side is now running its course on both sides of the border and uh, for different reasons and sometimes for the same reasons. But, yeah, that's just a, a, just a terrible situation all the way around. It is, and they're getting involved in trucking too, eh? And that's what I hate. Like yeah. I was, we were doing a, a topic last night. Apparently, they're gonna put bumpers underneath trailers now. This is what this is the new idea. I hope the hell it doesn't go through because then that means that you would never be able to climb over a curb or whatever. Uh, and the reason they're doing this is because they don't want cars to go under trailers and people yeah. decapitate themselves and kill themselves. But think about this, GM. When was the last time, honestly, you see that happening that often? It doesn't happen too often, okay? Like most, I mean, I, I know our bumpers are breakaway bumpers on the back of the trailer, but we don't have a large demand to you know, change those trailers where it's going to be a detriment to the truck driver. But once again, governments get involved and they screw it up. They always screw it up. Yeah. You know, they should just stay out of our business, period. Let us go do our job. You know, unfortunately, like I said, we get too many people involved. So, um, so you do the Fergus Falls truck show every year or you just did it one year? They don't do that. That's, no, we did it several years, but that truck show is not around anymore. I think they have, it kind of walked over to the Great Canadian Truck Show over there in Ontario and uh, whatnot. Right. But uh, no, it's Fergus, 
Trigger Show is not around anymore. Oh, it's not. Well, that's 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 not quite uh, upsetting. I, I can remember going to it yeah. as a kid. You know. So yeah. Well, the pandemic oh, yeah, changed a lot of things. It was a big show for a while. Yeah, there's so much. So much has changed. The industry has oh. changed everything, and not just the trucking industry, but even the music industry has changed. You now, so we talked about earlier about some of the big changes in the new music, new, new, new music versus the old. But the internet has put a massive, uh, in some in good ways, and some in not so good ways. But the internet has put a massive, uh, well, you know, it's, it's identity, so identity, identity so, on. Yeah, and, yeah, and I think we talked about that. That I, I was mentioning that you need to, you know, we we had a, a gal last night on our podcast that is doing. Well, she's crushing it. She's doing really well on her OnlyFans account. Uh, her name's Eva right. James, and uh, she right. actually, uh, you know, was able to, you know, she, she ended up getting fired from a teaching job, but she's right. kind of somewhat replaced her income in, in the OnlyFans. And I know there's this one gal out there. Uh, her name is Tana Monjou, and she has got an OnlyFans account, and like she said, it's life-changing. So I think you should get on OnlyFans for your music. Uh, I'm thinking about doing it for my uh, my writing. Uh, I wrote a book, and, and uh, it just kind of has sat on the shelves. So I think that if you got on OnlyFans for your music, and, you know, you charged, I don't know, let's say hypothetically you charged $5 a song or something, you uh, you might make uh, you might make a difference in getting your name out there. Uh, so just a suggestion. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could look into that. The problem with that is that nowadays the downloads everybody's getting for free anyway. You know, because if they're a, a member of Spotify, they get them. You know, so the whole concept of people buying music nowadays is sort of taking a dip, bit of a different approach. Um, oh, personally, I, I think the way absolutely. a person like me can yeah. Personally, I think the way I can combat that is to really try to develop a, a good merchandise uh, website and uh, or online store. I think that's where the artist can, can continue to, you know, make, make income for their efforts is to develop um, merch that they have a lot more control over. You know? Right, right. Are you planning on doing that, getting your online store going? Yeah, uh, hey, yeah I I think, know, uh, uh, I've been looking at different suppliers. Uh, my record labels wanted to do it too, uh, Indie Tunes Records. They uh, oh. they are trying to develop an online store too for their artists. Okay, so they do that or you do that? That'd be a joint effort, probably. Okay, okay. And, I'm, and I'm so looking you... for somebody that knows how to make T-shirts, and it's not an easy task, believe me. No, no, no. Actually, uh, there are people out there, but you, you really got to find. You know what? What I found, I think I mentioned to you before, the print on demand, um, where yes. you can look. look look up those and that way you're not having inventory all you're doing is you're sending in your your logo or you know whatever it is and um they print the you know the the t-shirts on demand based on your orders from your site and then you you know because right. i know dave scott from dave scott radio he's he's been on our podcast before he is doing that print on demand and he's making yeah. himself a, a good buck every month doing it oh, good. Uh, so good. He he might be a guy to talk to that I can put you in touch with. Yeah, cause yeah that'd has, be great. Yeah, I can certainly do that because he has all these goofy uh, t-shirts of Sasquatch and uh, UFOs and, and ghosts and, and goblins oh, and that cool. sort of thing because that's kind of oh, what cool. his genre is that he specializes in. And he's right. been doing it. Will and I were just talking about today. He's been doing it for seven years. And uh, wow. that guy's got on, he's got a YouTube channel.
channel that he does every night for three hours. Plus, he's a manager of a uh, tr- uh, dealership in uh, up in uh, oh, wow. Mile House. So he's he's really killing it, and uh, you know. I I'm not a big fan of the timeline. I, I, I you know I hope that uh, we have more and more truck drivers uh, listening to our podcast because that's what we focus on, right? Uh, there's over a million yeah. truck drivers in North America, and this is the podcast for them. Uh, you know, the it's entertaining, it's different, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, people can glam onto your music that are you know behind the wheel, and they'll uh, they'll be able to you know get your music uh, you know different places as well. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go to another one of your songs, and this is Sunday from GM Black. Okay. Song. All I've ever wanted was a chance to sing my songs and help to raise a little boy, teach him right from wrong. One day I start shifting gears, I busted all week long. Friday night I hit the stage, and Saturday. I'll do the same But Sunday Is the one day Try and clear my head Be a dad But can't get out of bed Someday River filled with jukebox tears going in And I'll finally find a way to live again For my Sunday I never tell when I feel bad don't want to cause a scene Popping pills to fix me up Fuels this machine I think it was last Thursday A message left for him Daddy's working Friday night He's singing Saturday again Sunday is the one day I'll try and get out there I miss you, son Please keep me in your prayers Sunday Oh, one day Dad will finally find a way to spend Sunday, that's S O N for my Sunday. 
try and get out there. I miss you, son. Please keep me in your prayers someday. Whoa, one day, Dad will finally find a way to spend. Dad will finally find a way to spend. Our Sunday. So that's uh, that's uh, that's that's one way to get your merchandise out there, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and your music. So, do you sell this? Do you sell CDs or or does uh, Ken handle that? Well, the, uh, the the old CD thing is I'm, I'm looking to getting back into that um, on more of a, on a physical level. We're actually considering right now doing a promotion where. Uh, where a person, if they buy a, you know, $50 for the t-shirts or whatever, they'll get a CD for free. Once the new CD, which is probably oh, still a real CD, but uh, we have out now, which is a physical CD. Uh, so that will be that. But again, that's going to have to be tagged into a, a distributor or somebody that can make us enough, to, you know, the proper CD with some quality that we can give away or, or sell, um, but that's not costing an arm and a leg to make it, you know? Right, right. Okay. All right. Um, but, um, the way this interview is going, is there anything that you want to talk about while I, I, before uh, we go back to uh, finish the last well, few minutes of part two? Um, I think that um, I think we're we're probably covering the fact that uh, you know the trucking industry is dear to me because that's what I do and that's what I write about. So I think we're covering a lot. Of, I wouldn't mind talking about the e-log if you wanted to. Um, that's sure. a big issue. Uh, and the music, um, you know, uh, Indie Tunes Records, I should probably mention them a couple of times and what they're doing and, you know, you know the whole the whole thing. Um, and, the, 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 you know, just whatever you want to talk about, I'm good. But as long as it's going good for you, as long as you're trying to work, doing it, okay. Sure, sure. As, as, as long as, you, as you're happy with it, that's, that's you know, that's that's why we do these breaks, to make sure yeah. that you are, yeah. you're happy with it. If sure. there's something that yeah. offended you or whatever, you let me know. No, no, we're good. You know? We're good. We're good. Okay. Yeah, no, you, good. You've obviously had other podcast guys. I know you you had one from the uh, the Lead Paddle uh, podcast. Yeah. And yeah. the way he did it, yeah. he was... Yeah, he was pretty laid back, okay? I started listening yeah. to his podcast, but I'll tell you why I wasn't impressed with his podcast. is because he was doing like 10 to 15-minute podcasts. And to me, that's not a podcast. Like, he's got over 1,400 podcasts, but he never does yeah. anything longer than 15 minutes, very rarely. And to me, that's yeah. just like, what's the point? Why, why, why do you fix something for 15 minutes? Your interview well, was I long. think for people... Yeah, I think for people really to get to know the, the people, the person being interviewed, like in your case, um, you know, it's, it's, it's in depth, you know, it's, there's a lot of topic there. And, and I think that that's good. So I guess everybody has their own, I guess they have their own, you know, um, ideas on how long people want to listen. 
Yeah, and, 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 you know, interviews can be challenging at the best, but I just I just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I take some information off Google, and I listen to some of the mm-hmm. podcasts that you like, that one you were on. I stole some of those ideas. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I just make people feel comfortable. I just want to make sure yeah, that if there's something that, that doesn't work, then I don't want that to be on there yeah. because, you know, yeah. like your, G, your GM name, that's a good example. We, we just touched yeah, on it. Exactly. But yeah, we'll go. We'll go back. We'll talk about e-logs, so we can do that for sure. Okay, so sure. three, two, one. Yes, that was Sunday, and uh, yeah, a lot of people will probably have uh, their Kleenexes nearby because that is definitely a tearjerker valid GM. So uh, let's get into. And just so you know that that just so you know that spelled S O N D A Y. That's Sunday. I know. I know. No, I know. That's, uh, that's that's quite unique, quite different. So, yeah, just like we spell highway freaks, everybody goes, oh, is it H-I-G-H-W-A? <laughs> you know, and I said, no, it's H-I-W-A-Y-F-R-E-E-K-S. So, got to yeah, be original yeah. these days. Exactly. So, you talking about e-logs, you definitely wanted to yeah. focus on that. <laughs> so, what, what have you got to say about them, good or bad? Well, I think the person that, uh, well, there, there, there are some good things in the sense that it, it does put some normalcy to a person's day where you, you actually have to sleep. The problem is whoever the e-log truck driver, because now they make you, you know, technically make you sleep when you're tired. I mean, make you drive when you're tired and sleep when you, when you can't sleep or when you're not tired. And I think that the uh, the whole concept of putting that kind of a restriction on a person when you've got 80,000 pounds of product or rig going down the road, uh, they should be they should be deciding when they're tired, not not some book, not some electronic book. I agree. I I agree a hundred percent. You know, why why do we have to, you know, take that ten hours off? I a hundred percent agree. I've never understood that. I've never even understood the thirty minute break. You know, okay, uh, you've gone for eight hours, it's time to do thirty minutes. It's to, to me, it makes no sense, and I don't know why United States and Canada can't get on the same page. Like, this 14-hour shift is the biggest crock of garbage. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, why, why, you know, you try doing 11 hours in a truck that's governed at 62 miles an hour, okay? Right. And you try and do that and try and get 600 miles in an 11-hour day. I guarantee you won't be able to do it. Um we're lucky if we do 500 miles a day in these cookie cutter trucks, you know, and someone like you, who's probably what govern at 65, you could probably do 650 yeah. a day. Right? And, but you're still trying to jam that in, in the 14 hour shift where in Canada, you just naturally have that 16 hour shift. And boy, does that make a difference in the, in the world? Exactly. Uh, you know, but ironically, two hours every time you cross the border is not is not good. Like I said, it, it, I don't get that. It's time. dangerous. It is. It is. You know, and a lot of these idiots that made these rules, there's no doubt in my mind, they never drove a truck. Never. No. Okay. It was all done by lobbying groups and uh, you know, people saying, "Oh, these truckers are fatigued," right? You know. But yeah. I think honestly, because I've been doing this now for probably 20 years. I think you're more fatigued now than you were in the beginning with with paper logs because paper logs you could you know you could say okay I did you know 600 miles so you divide it by the amount of hours and then you came up with a, a, a set number and yet you got to sleep more but here you got to get up 
you got to do your 10 hours. If you haven't done your 10 hours, then you're less. Uh, and uh, you, well, I mean, you don't even get to do sightseeing anymore. I know, I'm, we, I can remember back when uh, I was uh, with uh, companies in, uh, well, my first part of my career, we were seeing things like uh, the uh, Devil's Tower in, uh, yeah. in uh, you know, uh, South Dakota. Because after we see the Devil's Tower, we're going down to uh, Belfouche, right? You know that truck stop right there? And there's Richard yeah. Roundtree, the original shaft. Yeah. And, he's do- and, wow. he's film- and he's filming a movie. And we just go over and go, uh, what's going on? And the people saying, oh, he's filming yeah, a movie. Yeah. You know, you can't talk to him. I go, up, hey, how you doing? And he's like, good, good. <laughs> we, he's, what a great guy. Like, what an awesome guy. Yeah. And you can't do that shit anymore. Like, you know, uh, it's sad no. but true. It has everything well, so minute by minute by minute by minute, you know? And it, it really well, is. The thing it, that it, used to happen back then, sorry, yeah, the thing that used to happen back then is that we had a law, and we called them comic books for a reason. Did we lie on them? Of course we did. I mean, of course we did. But what, is, what that law was allowed a man to do or a woman it would be to do what they had to do to safely get their day done. You know, take their sleep when they need it. If they have to, you know, make a line that's a little incorrect here and there, that, that's what they're trying to get us away from doing. The problem is, is that that's what gave truckers the ability to be safe, is that they could sleep when they needed to sleep, and they could drive when they wanted to drive. Where now, that's being dictated to you, and now you've taken the personality out of, out of the truck and put, a, put just a human being in there. And there's no personality that goes to that driver anymore, and that that I think the big difference. Yeah, and and if you notice the parking, I'm sure you've noticed it. If you don't get a spot by five o'clock on oh, the yeah. east coast, you ain't getting yeah. it. You know, pretty much anywhere now. It is. It is. It's. It's. Uh, and and you know, you got guys that are parked so illegally in truck stops. They're blocking yeah. trucks. They're parking on the side and. Uh, I think that's what's unfortunately forced us to do this stuff because uh, right. it, it was never like that before. It was never uh, like that before. You, you, you could easily, all the guy, you can find parking up till about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and the reason for that is because everybody's log books are shutting down and that they all need, they all know they can't drive tonight, so they're, they're, they're even cutting their day short so that they can find a parking spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with the rest stops. I mean, uh, Everybody thought the truck drivers had COVID, and yet we are the ones that probably didn't have COVID at all. We won't yeah. get into that, yeah. but really, it was, right. just, it was just a crock. You know, oh, you can't yeah. use those bathrooms. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. That's yeah. where COVID lives. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so getting back to, the, to this, uh, um, you... Uh, you had some connections to the Charlie Daniels band, Tanya Tucker, did you not? You, uh, I think we yeah. mentioned in the past, uh, you were, well, what, what happened there? I wasn't connected to the band. I was connected to the, the, the fellow that played on my, my real CD, you know, okay. um, the Black Top made me this way, uh, real McCoy, a bunch of others. Uh, his name's Jack Gavin and he was Tanya Tucker's tour man. He was also the drummer for the Charlie Daniels band for years, and has been in Nashville and playing with some high rollers for many years. Just an amazing drummer. He's got a, a, a studio out there called Rising Sun Studios, I believe. Um, so that was my connection there. It really wasn't with the band or with Tanya. It was with 
actually met those guys. Well, Jack, I have half a dot. I never, I never rolled with uh, Charlie Daniels or Tanya Tucker, no. Right. So, so as, uh, for the for the plans Jack, of, Jack of truck connection. right, right. So for the plans of truck driving, like you know, continuing on, how, how long do you plan on doing that? Have, have you kind of set a a goal for yourself and making the jump to maybe moving to Nashville, or have have you talked? Have you thought about that? Yeah, I think what's gonna what's gonna rely on a is gonna rely on how the trucking industry treats us in the next several years, and how bad it gets or how good it gets, and also how the music treats me in the next several years and how bad or good that gets. So it just really just depends on. I think I think I'm I'm sort of uh, you know a uh, soldier of the tides. I have to follow the, the the tides are gonna push me in the direction that needs to happen. I guess it's all it's all about getting your name out there. It really is like. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, it's, sure it's just saturating as, as much as possible uh, people's minds that, that, okay, GM, you know, GM Blacktop. You think of trucker, yeah. you think of music. It, it's the same with the highway right. freaks, you know. I want people to associate highway freaks with truck driving. Right. And, you know, I right. just got shit by my producer today saying we need to expand with Generation right. X. No, we don't. No, we don't. Because Generation X is watching the, uh, listening to the Color Daddy podcasts and, you know, those kind of things. We don't need to. We got a million truck drivers in North America. We stay focused on what we do, just like what you you, you do. And if you do that, there's no way you can't be successful because there's a million truck drivers plus in the United States and Canada. And they're always saying, what are they always saying? There's a shortage of truck drivers. (laughs) They're always saying that. I don't see it. In fact, I see the complete opposite. I think there's too many in our business. And uh, the foreign workers have really added to the problem because we're getting people from Russia, Germany, East India. I mean, they're just really clogging up the roads. And uh, I'm not going to put any names, but I'm going to say as a whole, it's not a good thing for us because they seem more ill-trained. I'm not saying all of them. Some of them are really good, yeah. but the vast percentage seem very ill-trained. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it at truck stops. They can't even back up. They have to jackknife no, the truck. You know, yeah, you, I'm, you've seen the same thing. So it, it's funny yeah, how you and I can... We, yeah, we can relate to the whole thing. So, do you actually have a website or Instagram which people can follow you on, GM? Yep. Uh, I just opened up an Instagram, uh, GM Blacktop, uh, Facebook, same. Um, YouTube channel, the same. And we just kind of got these things built and we did a lot of work on. So, the, there's, there's not a whole lot of viewership here there yet, but we're working on it because it's uh, we did a lot of you know marketing changes with those places and those sites and whatnot. So, so they add in Spotify and just, yeah, so GM Blacktop, you can find me pretty much anywhere. Okay. All right. Okay. So that is the end of our part two of our podcast. We are going to get into it next week on just kind of a free-for-all of things. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll mention some uh, some names, shoot the shit, that sort of thing. Uh, so yeah. we're going to continue with the last song. I really love this song. It's called Rocket. Yeah. 
Yeah, rock it. 